0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening today. I hope it's a great day. You know what? I don't have to hope it. It is a great day. It's the day the Lord's made. Man, I'm certainly going to rejoice. Certainly going to be glad in it. I hope you're doing well. I hope September is treating you well and you're just moving forward and it's going to be a great fall for you. Yesterday, I talked about having a, the right fixation, the correct fixation. Today I'm going to continue on that line, and I want to go a little bit in, in a little other direction, but it's kind of the second part to my message. And so I hope that you will listen. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for all these great people. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for their friendship. Thank you for their kind comments so often. Lord, we know that we're not perfect, and I am certainly not perfect. And Lord, I know that you love us for who we are. We are your creation, and you made us in your image, and you've forgiven us. Thank you for forgiving us. God, I pray everybody listening today has asked you to come into their lives and to forgive them of their sins and to put your faith, their faith and trust in you and you alone. Thank you for them, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, God gives hope when we can't see it. Do you know that? When you can't see the outcome, you don't know what's out there, God gives us hope. In fact, we find the words of God to the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, And I believe I'm going to use a couple of Jeremiah scriptures today. But 29, 11 is the most popular, one of the most popular in the Old Testament. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Isn't that a great one? Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope in the future. You know, folks, that's what he has for you. He wants to prosper you. He wants to give you a hope. He wants to give you a future. Yes, God has plans to give you hope in the future. Not your mother or your father or your brother or your husband or your wife, but God Almighty, Heavenly Father, Jehovah God, has plans for you. He has plans for each one of us. But what's He want us to do? He wants us to stay the course. He wants us to fix our eyes on what's eternal, on God that leads the paths of righteousness. I don't think we have in this world enough righteousness these days. I don't think that we're holiness, a holiness people anymore. We do everything else. I'm, you know, I hear tendencies of people, and I see it all the time. I'm telling you what, alcoholism has gone crazy. It's gone crazy in the church. In the Christendom, it's crazy, and and immorality has gone crazy. People justify everything. We justify every sin that's laid out in the Bible, whether it's from drunkenness to alcoholism to uh, lying to cheating. We justify it, and we keep living that way. Folks, we better be careful. We better be careful. It's time to return to what God has for us. He wants us to be a holy people. Uh, people that's so in love with him that we want to be a living witness for him. We don't want to cause anybody to stumble by our actions. But yet, many people do. I see it all the time. I hear about it all the time. All you have to do is get on your friend's Facebook pages and find out about everything they're doing. I don't have Facebook, but I have people tell me that all the time. Oh, we heard so-and-so did this. All they talk about is all their drinking espicades. Esp- I can't even say the word. But... Uh, you know they have all these uh, exopades, I think the word is, but he, we, you know, we have all these things, and everybody's bragging about everything they're doing. Oh, I did this, I did that. A lot of things they're doing that certainly wouldn't be uh, stamped by God, but yet that's what makes them happy, folks. We better start doing things that make makes God happy. You know, I'm telling you what, reckless living is something that's out there all over the place. But it happens much less, folks, when your eyes are fixed on Jesus Christ because you're going to honor him. You're going to honor him. You're going to walk with him, as I talked about yesterday. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19 says, And my God will meet all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. How many of your needs will he meet? He says, I'll meet all of your needs. Not some of them. I'll meet all of your needs. Folks, if you honor him, if you put him first, if you're sincere about your walk with him. See, God's power is enough. He will take care of us. But as you and I know, it's about a faith walk. It's about believing. It's about praying and believing that God is watching over us and God has a plan for our lives. Sometimes we start praying and something doesn't happen the way we want it, and we stop praying because, oh, God doesn't care. God's not listening. Folks, God hears your every cry. Are you crying out to him? Are you being honest before him? Are you repenting to him? What are you doing about him? Are you so in love with him that you want him to communicate with you? Or do you hide like, like Eve and Adam when they sinned and all of a sudden realized they were naked? Do you hide because you know you've sinned against God? Hey, the great news is, folks, God will forgive your sin. He will bring you around. Don't give up. Trust him. What happens is we sometimes get the world breathing things into our lives about putting our faith in in the seen versus the unseen. They might say, how can you trust something you don't see? Folks, it's called believing. It's called faith. I don't see the air I breathe, but I believe I'm breathing air. It keeps me alive. I'd fall over flat on my face if I wasn't breathing air. The spirit of the living God keeps us spiritually alive, and we need to trust him. We, he, we need to have him lead us in our lives. Refuse to pack it in when everything is going lousy, and sometimes saints, folks, in life, go lousy. Refuse to give Satan a foothold to take you down. He would love us to give up and say, God isn't hearing your prayers. I can tell you this, God hears your prayers Do we really believe things are too hard for God? Do you really believe things are too hard for God? Come on out there. Of course you don't. Listen to the words of God in Jeremiah again. Jeremiah 32, 27. Listen to what God says. I am the Lord, the God of all mankind. And then he asks this question. Is anything too hard for me? Is anything too hard for me? See, God made things abundantly clear to Jeremiah. And to all those, he's spoken to the Bible. I know we all wish we could have his word speak audibly to us. We'd, we'd love to be able to hear him say, no, don't do that. Yes, do that. Move here, do this, take that job. We'd love that, but that isn't the way it works. So it's never worked that way. But he has used instruments. He has used situations. He has used people to speak good news into your life and to show you the way. We all have choices to accept it or reject it. And most of us have made that choice. I believe most of you listening today have made that choice to either believe and accept it or reject it. But if there are some of you that have not made that choice to believe, I pray today you'd give God a chance to work in your life, that you'd be amazed at His mighty power and the direction He will bring you. God's intentions are always right. You hear that? God's intentions are Are always right, not sometimes right, not right a few times. He is a creator of mankind. He knows what's best for you and for me. It's just for us to listen and to follow and to sense His direction and to say yes to His call. A favorite story of mine in the Bible is the story of Joseph and how he stood his ground and allowed God to lead him. His brothers were jealous of their dad's love for Joseph, Joseph was a favorite. Joseph had a little brother, Benjamin, and he had 10 stepbrothers, and yet Jacob loved his son, Joseph, and bought him a coat of many colors, a really nice coat, and so he showed him great favoritism, which isn't right to begin with, but he did, and the brothers were highly jealous, and then Joseph started telling them about all the dreams he was having. They would bow down to him, and his brothers got angry, so angry they wanted to kill him, but the good news is they sold him into slavery. And in that slavery, as hard as that had to be for Joseph to have their brothers sell him out, God was with him. Joseph recognized that. He became the head of Potiphar's house. He became the head leader until Potiphar's wife tried to, tried to set him up and tried to get him in trouble, tried to falsely accuse him, and he went to jail falsely. But then he became a leader in jail. He became a leader for everyone. And then later on, later on, God promoted him to the second in all the land of Egypt. Unbelievable. Why? Because his faithfulness. Through it all, Joseph saw the big picture. He must have been discouraged to have his brother turn on him. I would be. But he stayed faithful to God, and God blessed him. People, that's what it's about. Staying faithful to God. Don't let the circumstances of life have you turn your back on God. Turn to him all the more. Well, then his brother's. Panic set in when they found out that he was in charge of all them. And they were scared. And they, they, uh, they started talking, and what are we going to do? And, and they were real frustrated. You see that story. I don't have time to read it today. But in Genesis 50, verse 15 through 21, they didn't know how they were going to handle him. But Joseph made it clear that he forgave them because he had an honest relationship with his heavenly father, And he received the benefit of God's hand because he was obedient to God. People of God, you all have that choice to make. I have that choice to make. Recognize this, that God watches over you. God saves the crushed spirit. Let me say that again. God saves the crushed spirit. We all have been brokenhearted at times. You know, I tell you, I remember being brokenhearted as a teenager. I had this little girlfriend, her name was Lou Ann and and in ninth grade, and I had such a massive crush on her. It was a horrible crush. In fact, when she dumped me, I didn't eat for two days. And if you know Tom Doherty, you know that's not normal. I just it was a horrible thing. And I it took me a hard time to get over that brokenheartedness. And and you know, and sometimes that's the way it is. In different things in life. You your spirit is crushed, but you gotta get going again. I finally had my friends kind of pick me up. See, we feel like our world has come unraveled, and it probably has, but listen to David's words in Psalm thirty-four eighteen. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Yes, the Lord is near to you. He'll always be near to you. You're not on an island all by yourself. You know, you know, He is there. He has rescued you. He didn't let you down. He is never going to let you down. But you must admit, where well, you fail God and trust Him and ask God to forgive you. And you know what? He's going to bring you back. And, you know, God's intentions are always right. Just trust in Him. In fact, trust in Him today. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church,